0: So four weeks ago I began a um, kind of a mini-series on the gospel and on the readings. Tonight we come to that fourth and final and probably for most of you the happiest one, the shortest part. Uh, of, uh, of what I want to say, just a uh, just a, a review. And, and as as Mike was reading uh, from uh, Paul's letter to the Corinthians, it, it sort of echoes what happened that first week when when Paul said, "I didn't come to you with with human wisdom, or I didn't come to you with de- eloquent words. I just came to preach the gospel." And and Paul sort of brings the conclusion. Uh, that's why I sort of thought I'd make this a four part series. Paul sort of ends with the same thing. I'm not going to bring any more persuasive words of wisdom to you than you already have. And so we look at back in these three, four weeks that we've been together in this journey uh, between Isaiah and the gospel. And we see ourselves doing pretty much what we could all say in answer to the quiz. You know, what are we doing and what's it about? And it's always going to turn to becoming that light for Christ carrying the candle that was given to us at our baptism, carrying that candle that, that burns at the foot of our coffin at our, at our funeral, but carrying always the goodness, the hope, the, 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 the plan that God had created for all of us from the very beginning. And, and we looked at these past weeks, and, and what did we see? We saw God pointing out to us, you have many gifts, Open your eyes of faith, open your heart of faith and see the gifts that I've given to you so that when I call out whom shall I send, you will raise your hand and you'll say send me. And that second week after we looked at our gifts and we saw what we could have, we were, we were taught by those disciples to just let it all behind and follow God's plan to let our wishes and our needs and our desires, our goals and and, and our thoughts behind and, and, and allow God to permeate us and to take us where we may not want to go or to take us to places where we've never been and to just use us as an instrument of grace, an instrument of peace, an instrument of service and to live out our discipleship as servants. And last week... We learned between the Beatitudes and the the reading from Isaiah that we should be people of humility, that it's not about what we can do. It's not about posting ourselves on social media so everyone knows how wonderful we are. It's so that what we heard today in, in, in the gospel reading so that people may see the good things that we do and give glory to God. It's all about God. It's always going to be back. I remember when I was a chaplain of a high school, some kid said to me, these religion tests are too hard. I said, how can a religion test be too hard? The answer is always going to be God, the Holy Spirit, or Jesus. (laughs) We've been doing it for years. It's all about God. It's not about someone else. It's not about us. They're not asking you, what did you do for for salvation of the world? What did you do to redeem people's lives? What did you do to bring the gifts of God alive in others? It's always going to be about God. And so Isaiah and Jesus challenge us to go to those things. What is it that we do? And maybe we don't know what we should do. Maybe we don't know. Maybe we feel that God is calling us to do something, but we're not quite sure what it is. Maybe it's to serve in the church. Maybe it's to be a minister of communion. Or Maybe it's to be a lector. or Maybe it's to be in the choir. Maybe it's to be a religion teacher. or Whatever it is that, that we're called, that God is calling us to do. Diaconate, priesthood, religious life. We're all called to come forward and serve. And sometimes we just don't have all that capacity. We say, I, I just want to do something, but I don't know what it is. Other than that, I, I, I pray, Father. I pray to, about all kinds of things. But what else? Well, Jesus, Isaiah gives us some great examples tonight. You know, he says, if you don't know what to do, then here's some simple things. Go share your bread with the hungry. Go just do some kind things for people. You know, you've got a lot of things. Share them. Don't hold on to them. Shelter the oppressed and the homeless. Clothe the naked when you see them. Shades of Matthew 25, isn't it? I love going back to Matthew 25. It's our sole purpose. When did I see you? Lord, when did the last day of my life? And God says to me, and I'm going to say, well, when did I see you hungry? or thirsty, or naked, or in prison? When were you ill? When were you in need of anything, and I, and I ignored you? Matthew 25, marvelous for us. But here's the part that I think, that, you know, if, we, if we're going to be salt, and we're going to be light... You know Isaiah says, "Light will break upon us, we'll, 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 we'll heal quickly. Everything before us will be great it all. The past will be past, the oppression will be over, the pain will be done. The, the, we'll be satisfied. The Lord says that we'll, we, you know, we'll be giving this great uh, example for everyone so they can see the glory of God in, in our midst. They've come in with this one part that sometimes we forget: How do we start this? Isaiah says, don't turn your back on your own. In other words, we want to find out what to do to serve the Lord. We just need to go home. Home to our family. Home to our church. Home to our workplace. Home to our school. Home to our organizational gatherings and things that we do together. In other words, don't ignore the people that are right here with you. Don't ignore their needs. Don't ignore the, when their call for help is, is, is strong. Don't ignore the people that I have given to you to, uh, to accompany you on this journey. So many times we see people who, and, and we all know them, and I'm not going to point out any examples, but we all know people who will do anything for anybody, but they come home and they won't do a thing. It's almost like, well, you just, you do it yourself, you know, I mean, I I will give one example, and it's a a terrible example, but it's an example. A person I knew one time helped every unwed mother when they found themselves with child. When their own daughter found herself with child unwed, he wanted to throw her out of the house. Imagine. We all know, but Jesus, uh, Isaiah says to us, don't turn your back on your family. Why? Because our family needs us. The, the, the people that, that are with us on, your, on, your own, on our own, those who are with us, they, they, they seek our presence. They want to know that they are loved. They want to know that someone cares, that someone's going to be there when they are in need. And that's our best service. How many times do we hear that it's, it's the family that we serve first, even when we ordain permanent deacons? When you ordain a permanent deacon, they're told, your family's first, and then your job, and then your work in the church. The Family. And why? Because we celebrated not too long ago the Feast of the Holy Family, and our prayer was that we would become more like Jesus, Mary, and Joseph as they supported each other, as they walked the journey together as they open their hearts to the, to, the, to the movement of God among them. And so today, let us become that salt. Let us become that light of true discipleship, that servanthood that we're called to be, and let us do it as a family, a family of God, a place where we all belong, a place where we call each other brother and sister, and we call upon our Father for his divine intervention. And may all we do... Always give glory to God.